Welcome to Season 4, Episode 1 of the Nostalgia Mixtape, a podcast that celebrates all things that give us nostalgic feels from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, as well as new pop culture events with a throwback twist. I'm your host, Ty Gooden. Hello, world. This is your girl, Christina. And this season, we will be celebrating some of our favorite Black women in the music industry. Uh, We have a lot of great chatter that's going to be coming up for you in today's episode because it's going to be all about the Missy Elliott. But before we get into all of today's goodness, please make sure that you follow us on all the socials. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Nostalgia Mix Pod. And you can also keep the conversation going with us using the hashtag Nostalgia Mix Pod. If you have any reactions to what we're saying or any additional thoughts of your own, please make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play and Spotify and rate our podcast so other people can find us just like you found us. We can also be found on Podbean. So we are back, guys, from our break. Uh, The break was something that was definitely needed. Mm -hmm. What did you have going on during your break? Basically, it was September, like, that we were off. So how was your September? I mean, it was was okay. Um, I needed it to be a little bit cooler because it's still trying to pretend that it's not fall already when it is. Um, But mostly it was just, y'all know me, I work all the time. Or it feels like all the time. Um, mm-hmm. So that was pretty much it. It's been really busy with um, Downton Abbey being out. There's a lot of crabby old people showing up to the theater, um, which is <laughs> always a delight. Um, and in these recent weeks, you know, with the Joker out, it's fun kicking children out that can't go see it. Like, <laughs> it's really terrible. I get, like, it's the highlight of my day telling people that are not old enough to see the Joker that they can't see the Joker. I'm not sure why kids are showing up thinking that they'll actually be able to see it. Like, Well, most people don't think that we're actually going to card them or don't really know about the rated R movie policy a lot of times. Um, a lot of times parents will try to buy tickets for their kids and think that because a parent bought the ticket that it's a permission slip and that's not really how that works either. Right. Um, so can a parent actually go... The only way they can see it is if they go with a parent or can they not go at all? Uh, no, they have to have a parent with them. Um, they have to have a parent mm-hmm. with them. Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, like, even a teenager right. even would have to have a, have a parent with exactly. them. Exactly. Okay. Um, so, they can see it, just have to have a parent with them. For us, in particular, I think we don't let kids under the age of six, which, realistically, if you're bringing a kid under the age of, like, 10 or 12, I'm judging you. Um, right, Yeah. I am definitely, and I try not to judge other parents, but yeah, I'm definitely judging you if you're bringing a small child to see something yeah. like that. Like, I would never even think about why. Just, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it do weird. People do weird stuff with kids, There, man. there were a like, lot of people trying to bring, like, their kids. Like, I remember this one mom, their kids, her, I guess, teenagers wanted to come see Hustlers. And I was like, What? And it was a black mama, too. And it was funny because once we told her it was an R-rated movie, she was like, oh, yeah, I'm not seeing that anyway. And then turned right back around and went to the car. Oh, yeah. You know, black mama's womb. You know, most of us don't play that I'm stuff. I'm like, but the movie is about yeah, I have definitely been strippers. to some movies before. What are you doing? It's like, it is definitely about adult situations and very much so an adult-centered movie. And I'll see people in there with kids like Genesis Age. I don't understand. Like, and I I'm like, but why? Like, why would you even want to open up the door for those uncomfortable questions? Like, I've, and conversations. Like, I would be totally uncomfortable. Eight. I have nieces that are teenagers. Exactly. So I would be really uncomfortable taking my nieces to go see Hustlers. Not that I think that there's anything wrong with, you know, you know, working as an exotic dancer or any of that stuff. Like, but these are also grown women that are, you know, 
that are doing this. Like, and I mean, they're talking about grown women's stuff and grown women's situations that uh, I'm gonna need for my, you know, my 13 and 17 year old niece not to be talking, talking right. about or exposed to, at least not in front of me anyway. I, mean, I don't know what they talk about with their friends, but the funny, yeah. the funny thing no. actually now has been um, like with hustlers in particular um, is there's a lot of older people going to see it. And like, <laughs> senior citizens and i just kind of want to like lean over and be like do you know this movie is about strippers <laughs> like are you aware well, i don't think you I mean, know the title i'm like maybe they're thinking something else is happening and then they get in there and they're like oh oh like i've definitely oh. i've definitely walked into a theater because <laughs> we do checks and stuff like that occasionally and like just the shirtless cardi b and then like lizzo half naked as well which is great for them fine but like, I don't necessarily want to go to a movie and see like my grandmother in the same row, like watching the same movie. Right. It's like, <laughs> it's just awkward. But that's just me. Like I said, not judging the movie at all. I actually want to see it because from what I have seen, it looks hilarious. Um, like there's a part where like Usher comes in and everybody kind of starts, you know, being super excited because there's a celebrity mm-hmm. in the club. Uh, it's good. Yeah. And I want to see it. I just don't want to see it with like children or senior citizens. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I went and saw it by myself, but it's one of those movies that I really wish I had like went with a group of girlfriends. Yeah. To be able to go see it. Like it's that kind of movie that you go see with a, with a group of your girls and just like laugh and have a good time. Exactly. Um, so I'll see it eventually, but I'm not pressed. My mom wants to go see Down the Abbey and I'm just kind of like, <sighs> I guess. Yeah, no. I like a lot of British TV and stuff, but Downtown Abbey, that's not one of the places where I go. Like, it's not one of my one of my fandoms or one of the things I'm into. But, I mean, I know a lot of people that love it right. and saw the movie and thought it was, you know, thought it was good and everything. So, I mean, hey, if they like it, I love exactly. it. Go, go for it. I'm one of those, like, whatever you like, I just want you to enjoy it. So, like, if Downton Abbey is your thing, like, I want you to go see it and I want you to have a great time doing it. I'm not going. Right. <laughs> Don't ask exactly. me. Don't ask me unless you're my mama. Yeah, well... What have you been up to? I'm just glad September is over. Uh, September was the worst month of the year for me. It just... I mean, for so many reasons. First, it was just so ridiculously busy. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, September is when my kids go back to school. That's when, you know, my daughter's birthday was. And all of that stuff is good things. You know, like, I'm glad they were able to get back in school and that she had a great birthday and all of that stuff. But it's just a lot going on on top of the other, like, 75 things I have going on. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, it just seems like things just were not lining up. Like, stuff kept falling through. Like, I had a project that I was trying that I thought I was going to be a part of. And then that fell through. And then financial woes came up and you know mm-hmm. things going on with just getting along with people and just it just seemed like there was like a it's like the cartoons when the character has like the dark cloud over their head and it's only raining on them right like that was my whole september and it was just it was very very tough i'm really glad that we were on break and i feel like it kind of worked out yeah i think the universe works in mysterious ways because there would have been no way i would have been in any type of like mental health space to be able to record or do any of that right. stuff i mean i'm marginally there now right at at best but definitely a lot better than I was you know three or four weeks ago I mean it's just it was so much going on I just really couldn't wrap my my mind around everything but you know I got through it I made it through um I love October like October is one of my favorite months because I like horror movies and I like spooky stuff and you know so I'm all down for spooky season and stuff I love Halloween and I just like fall period yeah 
like the changing of the leaves. I love, you know, pumpkins. I love decorating and putting stuff around my house and like, you know, getting costumes. We have like a local, um, another local convention that happens here mm-hmm. in October. That's like right around the corner from my house. And that was really small, but it's always a lot of fun. So I can't wait for that to come up in a couple of weeks. So October usually tends to be a pretty good month for me. And so far it seems to be going okay. So I'm just hoping that I'm kind of past that, that negative stride right. and I, I'm on to something new. Like I've been working on my book almost every day so far this month. And so I yes. just, I feel like I'm in a much, yeah, I feel like I'm in a much better place. So I'm just, I'm glad September is behind me and that, you know, now we're back when I'm in a better space and that I can just kind of put that behind me and move forward. Yes. All, all for, you know, feeling better and life just being better in general. I hate feeling like crap. I'm trying to get to a point where I'm trying to do this thing where, you know, I make a note of the things that make me feel better and do those things more often so that I can kind of, you know, fake my way into being happier most days. Right. Because, uh, you know, you got to cling to the things that, you know, make you feel better and, you know, make you feel alive and all that jazz versus you know just kind of wallowing and sad all the time uh yeah, i let my do, I mean, because self it, do it's it a just like bit. a spiral you just keep going down and down and if you don't find something even if it's just like a temporary reprieve you know yeah. you, you just keep sinking down or whatever so i did i did a lot of faking it till i made it yep. <laughs> last month like you know how that a feels. whole lot of that so definitely know i'm how glad it's feels. over and and that's behind me now so Indeed. All right. Yep. So, all right. So, moving on back to our regular schedule of programming to nostalgia recap, I'm going to let Christina go first. She always lets me go first every single yes. time. It's Not all the time. It's been a couple, maybe two or three episodes. Two or three of like 30 some odd episodes where you've gone first. I'm kidding. I like the format of you going first. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so, a few things, like two, super like small things that aren't really big things because. I haven't really kept up with what's going on on the internet. I've fallen down a uh, fan fiction rabbit hole, which we're not even going to get into on air. But um, so uh, first of all, the HBO is doing a new streaming service for some odd reason when they already have like already dominate TV to begin with. Um, they're coming out with this thing called HBO Max which is a streaming service where they'll have new stuff, I believe. Is The Watchmen Show going to be on HBO Max or is that on regular HBO? I think it's on HBO Max. I can't recall. Like so much of that HBO Max news dropped and because I have to keep up with so much of that stuff with work now, it's hard for me to remember like what goes where at this right. point. Right. Like, like Watchmen, I think, is going to be on there. Ava DuVernay is getting a show on HBO Max. Um, Denai Guerrera and Lupita Nyong'o, I believe. Are gonna have a show on HBO Max. I know Denai Greer is like writing or producing something for HBO Max as well, um, and I believe it's starring or has Lupita and Youngo involved. Anyways, um, so HBO has Sesame Street and has had Sesame Street for a while, um, mm-hmm. and so apparently Sesame Street now is gonna be on HBO Max, which has the internet big, big, big mad. <laughs> like, I get and it, I though. totally I mean, understand because that it. was a show we had such easy access to exactly as kids and for some people like i know with us when i was especially when i was younger we didn't have cable we couldn't afford any of that stuff so that was a learning program the stuff that came on pbs like that was what you watched because that's what was available to you and that's i think a lot of people's 
thing about it because you know PBS is funded by you know people's tax dollars and stuff like that and now like the entire backlog of H of Sesame Street is going to be on HBO and stuck behind a paywall. Like, I just, it's annoying and upsetting and bigger issue on top of Sesame Street being stuck behind a paywall now is not everybody needs a streaming service. Like, right, you're going to wreck the entire it's industry with everybody having yeah. a streaming service. Like, you're going to get me with Hulu and Disney Plus and... Uh, probably that's going to be it. <laughs> but all the rest of those streaming services, I don't want anything to do with, like, whatsoever. I want nothing to do with. Um, I don't even want anything to do with HBO Max, to be perfectly honest. I'll probably, I'm not condoning bootlegging, but I am just saying that <laughs> you do what you got to do to watch what you need to watch. Um, I don't know. You might have to, watch, people may to have to, like, form some circles and be like, yo, you buy this, <laughs> you buy this, you buy this, you buy that, and then we just share a password. To be honest. I mean, again, I'm not condoning it. I'm not promoting that or anything like that. I'm just saying, I feel like that's what's fitting to happen because. I mean, I'm not saying. Ain't nobody got time to be paying for cable and be spending another $120. And because, I mean, yeah, you're like, ooh, that's $6.99, that's $9.99, that's this, that's that. But then it adds up. up, Like 12 of them, you're spending $100 a month. Exactly. And you might as well have cable at that point, which is the big secret. And then most of the time, you do have cable too, on top of that. Yeah. So. HBO, I don't know what you're doing or why you decide to have a streaming service. I think it was smart for them a few years ago when they came out with HBO Now, where you could just pay $15 and get all the HBO stuff without having mm-hmm. an HBO subscription with your, you know, cable package. But this is a bit much. Right, because that's what I have. I have HBO Now. This is a whole nother thing on top of HBO Now. And it's just like, right? why? <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, y'all are doing too much. I have HBO now, but I'm like, listen, y'all know. Look, I got rid of HBO Go with, well, HBO, now, whichever one it is. I had it through my Amazon. I got rid of it after Game of Thrones went off. Actually, no, I didn't get rid of it after HBO Game of Thrones went off. I got rid of it after this past season of Pretty Little Liars. Pretty Big Little Liars? Big Little Lies. That's the I name have of no the idea. show. It's, for lack of better words, which white people drama, it had Meryl Streep on it and it was, she was crazy, crazy woman um, on this, Mm. on the series. uh, Anyways, long story short, HBO, what are you doing? Cut it out. (laughs) It's the moral of the story and give us back our Sesame Street. Um, So the second thing that I had is, so we're recording on October 7th a Monday. Uh, and I completely forgot two important holidays on today. One of the fact, one is the fact that it's my dad's birthday. Um, I always forget I'm terrible with birthdays, like really, really terrible with birthdays. Uh, if my calendar didn't remind me that it was my dad's birthday, I surely would have forgotten. Um, but it's also Backstreet Boys Day. Um, yes, we have a holiday. Don't ask me why we have a holiday. Um, Why is it October the 7th? So, funny story. There's actually two Backstreet Boys days that the fandom celebrates. There's this one, October the 7th, and then there's April the 20th. So, the one that's on the 7th, um, you know, most of the boys, when they got together as a group, they were living in Florida and mostly centered around the Orlando area. Yeah. And so, when they were stars back then, um, I want to say it was around the time of the first album, 
Um, they got the key to the city of Orlando. And so Orlando proclaimed that that day, which was October 7th, oh, however many years okay. ago, okay. Um, was Backstreet Boys Day. So they got these big old gold keys and a big proclamation yeah. and all that stuff. So this is the first Backstreet Boys Day. And then the second one, which is April the 20th, which is the day that they got together as a group, when they got their star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame four or nice. five years ago, 2013. Um, they got a proclamation in LA saying that that day was Backstreet Boys Day. So there's two, um, but this is the first one and the sort of original one that we kind of yeah. celebrate. They're actually, they're doing a lot. They came out with some old school t-shirts that they put up on sale for like a day with each group. Um, and now they have, um, because it's Halloween, they have a new Halloween merch, which is kind of cool. And it's mm-hmm. a shirt and a hoodie and it's got, um, Basically, someone drew their spooky characters from the Everybody Backstreet Boys Back, Everybody Backstreet's Back video. Um, so, like, one of them is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. One of yeah. them is... I love that the, video. One of them's a werewolf. One of them's a mummy. One of them's a vampire. AJ is... Oh, the Phantom of the Opera. I keep... I always forget his. Um, and they've basically drawn them like cartoon characters on a hoodie, which glows in the dark and... I may or may not be buying it. We'll see. Um, or somebody can gift it to me. Christmas is coming. Um, so, yeah, it's Backstreet Boys Day. I will probably go to sleep listening to their latest album, which if you don't have, you should go get. Um, like I said, I'm literally grasping at straws for this week's Nostalgia Recap. I promise I'll be on my game better <laughs> in two weeks. Um, and last but not least, which is the thing that I don't know why I forgot. Um, I don't really watch Blackish. It, 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 there's nothing against the show. I love most of the people on it, but it's just I. It's not for me. Either. It's not. I get it. It's not so much that like I hate it. I don't even think I've seen a full episode. But I'm right. honestly not a fan of too many comedies. I like dramas more than anything else. So comedies don't really do anything for me. Um, mm-hmm. But this week uh, on Blackish, the original cast of Girlfriends will be reuniting. Um, I, I guess uh, Tracy yeah, ABC is-, is doing this whole thing like blast from the past. So basically they're taking a few of their shows. Like I know on Grey's, they're going to have uh, all the ladies from um, Charm up there. So they're doing that with a few of their shows this week. Um, so I, I saw a clip of all of them, like their first scene or whatever, I guess rainbow who is Tracy Ellis Ross's characters doing something for school or something like that. And she makes this cheeky little comment of about, it's her and a white woman and uh what's the what is the lady's name that's on the show that is older that everybody loves that be singing with brandy all the time jennifer lewis thank you jennifer lewis is on the show and they're all having a conversation about diversity or something like that and the white woman on the show is being obtuse for some odd reason and is like, hey, invite some of your friends. And she's like, I've got just the people. And then the next thing you know is there's a knock on the door and all of the women who were on uh, Girlfriends walk on the door. Um, and it's just been really fun to watch everybody be super excited about it. There's uh, Tracy Ellis Ross has put a bunch of like behind the scenes of them um, on her Instagram yeah, I've and seen stuff. Those. Of them dancing oh, around and stuff. Wasn't Jennifer Lewis on Girlfriends too at one point? Like, isn't she, like, one of their moms or something? Was it who? I feel like Jennifer Lewis is one of the characters on Girlfriend's Mom. I don't recall her being up there. 
I could very I mean, maybe she was, and I just had and I just hadn't paid any attention. It's been a long time, like since I've actually gone through, and I've caught some episodes here and there, mm-hmm. but. It's been a long time since I've gone through and like watched the entire series. That makes sense. To be honest, I don't think I've ever seen the entire series. I've seen most of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen all of it. Um, yeah, me and my mom have watched the entire thing. It's been a while, but and I actually bought it for her like last year oh, wow. for Mother's Day, like the whole series. Nice. Um. So yeah, they will be reuniting this week. Um. Uh. Blackish comes on on Tuesdays, so uh, it'll be past by the time this episode is airing. Um. I'll probably link some stuff in the notes about uh, maybe some some of the videos on the Instagram that they that they had. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of excited about that. I liked that show. I liked the cast. Um, Lynn, the light skinned one with the yeah. tattoos, was always my favorite because she was just kind of like hippie hobo. And her 18,000 degrees that she was always getting. Um, she was always my favorite. Right. Um, so to see them all. And they all look phenomenal. Yes. All of them look phenomenal. And it's been quite some time since Girlfriend went off the air. All of them still look great. Right. You know, I saw this post and people were like really dragging it. And they were like, you know, had like Desperate Housewives and a couple of like, you know, white women centered shows up there. And they were like, you know, these are, you know, the longest running you know shows featuring an all-female lead cast and stuff and i mean everybody was like it was funny because all the black people are like wait a minute girlfriends would like to have a word with you right because you just completely left them out because that show it was on for a long time it was on for like eight years right they get it so wrong so often and it's just like right what google is a thing like right Google is a thing. Right. And it, it. and it was very popular, you know, when it was on. It's not like one of those shows where people were like kind of meh about mm-hmm. it and then learned to love it later. Like it was it was quite popular while it was running. Exactly. You know? Very, very, very popular. Like I don't. Right. I love Girlfriends. It's a great show. Like it's a comedy technically, but I loved it back in the day. Like I loved yeah. that show. They were just fun and ridiculous and everything I wanted to be. Like <laughs> Everything. So yeah, I might watch Blackish then since they're gonna be. I mean, I don't know what's going on on that show. I don't either. I'm, I'm kind of like you. I like comedies sometimes. Like it, it's a very specific taste for me because yeah. I tend to lean more towards the drama or like genre type stuff. So anything that falls into like the geek nerd comic category, mm-hmm. I tend to fall that way a lot more than I do with comedies, especially newer comedies to me because to me they're. Like, I love the Fresh Prince and, like, older stuff like that. But to me, newer comedies just aren't funny. Like, no, they're not. Most of them. And I'm like, maybe I've just got, like, a weird sense of humor or it's, like, just too dry or something. But most of the stuff, I don't find it to be funny. Mm-mm, not at all. Yeah. And then it's been a couple of things that I've heard about, like, Blackish too, that's just been, like, you know, it's, like, kind of borderline, like, ooh, like, cringy, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm like, mm. And this whole mixed-ish thing, I'm like... I don't even know why we needed a third like, show. Like, is fine. Um, I've watched a few episodes of that or whatever. It's fine. I really didn't get into it like that. I think the thing with Grownish is that we're just outside of the cusp of the target audience. Right. You know? Right. Um, it, it's more relatable to people who are currently college age. And, I mean, you know, to put it in perspective, I mean, most people our age have been out of college for quite some years now. Mm-hmm. You know? So you just don't really, like at 32, you don't relate to what, you know, a 19, 20, 20 21 year old is going through. Right. But I mean. Yeah. But otherwise, I think, you know, if I were in that age group and it had been something on TV, like live when I was in college like that, I would have definitely enjoyed it. Exactly. Like it's, 
I've seen a couple episodes and it's cute, but like, yeah, not for me. And that's fine. Right. Yeah, I think the only show that I really like, Dear White People, I do watch that one. Um, and the same thing, some of it's a little bit out of my scope because, again, we're, we're just old enough to not really relate to these characters. Uh-huh. But I don't know. It's, it's, it's something else with Dear White People. It's just like the twists and turns and stuff. There's some other things there, some more substance there that I can really get with. But then there's also some stuff there that's kind of like, you know, very stereotypy and like problematic as hell too. Mm-hmm. But I mean, to be fair, if it's going to reflect life, I mean, it's going it's gonna to have some level of being problematic. Exactly. You know? Exactly. But either way. So to my recaps, I really don't have a whole lot today, which shocking, I know, but I'm, I'm kind of like Christina. I've been reading some fanfic, but then also I was just in just a whole period, <laughs> like just like an emotional Mm -hmm. so i really haven't kept up with a whole lot of things outside of what i need to keep up with for work and that's pretty much where i've pulled like all my recaps from today Mm -hmm. so a couple of reboots um christina has said earlier like with hbo max being the new streaming service now the one thing that they're getting that i want to see is the boondocks being rebooted like i'm absolutely here for it one thousand percent give it i love it I don't know. I mean, that they announced a whole bunch of other stuff, but that was the only announcement that mattered to me. Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, give me the boondocks thing. I mean, and you've got um, Aaron Magruder coming back on. The only thing I'm hoping, um, holding out hope for, is that they bring back Regina King. I'd like to see John Witherspoon come back. And it seems like this reboot... Um, is going to take place somewhere like in the Maryland area. Okay. And it's going to have more of a focus on Uncle Ruckus. Um, I got a, and I, and this is all public knowledge now. I had gotten a press release about it before. So, um, but I've already written about it and it's out there. So I can say what I want to say now. Um, But yeah, so, I mean, it's going to focus a lot kind of on Uncle Ruckus and kind of like his tension with, you know, with, with, you know, with the, with the Freeman family or whatever. Um, so whoever, and I can't think of the man's name right now, it's slipping my mind, but whoever the voice actor was for Uncle Ruckus, I kind of want him to come back as well. Was it somebody popular? No, it wasn't anybody popular or anything like that, but I just think he brought a certain, like, he just brought a certain something to the character. And I would just like to see those original actors come back because there was a dynamic there and it's just going to be hard to kind of find that same dynamic. Like they could find other people that probably could mimic the voices and stuff. You know, right. like you can find somebody to do Riley's voice. You can find somebody to do Huey's voice, but they're not going to put the same type of passion and stuff behind it the way that Regina King put exactly. it behind it. I mean, yeah, so I'm like, I don't know. I hope y'all got coins because I know she, you know, requires extra coins these days because she's uber famous. But I mean, technically, yeah. she's already working for HBO. So, right. So I'm like, come on. HBO has we the money. This happen. Pay up. And then Pops is just out here doing YouTube videos cooking for Pops. So I don't even want to talk about that. He got some free time. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have to do that. Oh, man. We don't have to do that. Y'all got to go on YouTube and watch these Pops videos. This man frying chicken in his kitchen with no shirt on. No, we don't. (laughs) No, we don't. Yes, please. It's great. So, yeah, Boondocks reboot. It's a good thing. I'm good with it. Another reboot that I was kind of on the fence about at first was the craft like i like the craft and i like it a lot Mm -hmm. movie about four teenage witches you know all the stuff that kind of ensues with their life or whatever um but i think i'm more into it now since they've announced the cast the cast is a bunch of people that you don't really know Mm -hmm. that well but i like it because it's diverse right so you have one person and i believe she identifies as like latina um and i know that she's trans um 
and then they have a black girl and you know so you just got like a different like mix well, of that should be fun. In there and stuff and so i feel like that's gonna be a fun you know right. i feel like that's gonna be a fun remake and i could be into that like the, the first one will always have a special place in my heart of course. but i'm open to it now you know because i'm like i want to see more black and people you know and other people of color being witches because i feel like that representation usually tends to have a white face attached mm-hmm. to it and sometimes when it is our face attached to it we get you know put into the typical stereotype of being like you know the the enemy you know the evil one and yeah. all that stuff like that so i mean i want to see us you know maybe they'll have some fun and have some you know some frivolousness in there and stuff because we we deserve to kind of have those narratives and everything too exactly cannot wait so, i I'm wonder if craft. anybody from the old one is gonna make like kind of like right an appearance but not like an overt one kind of like how um Tommy and Kimberly were in the Power Rangers movie, but they were like at the very tail end of it. And it was just like a quick. Right. Here, I'd love bye. to see something like that. Like, I, I, I would love to see Rachel True do that. Yes. Like just yes. pop up in some kind of way or they go into like a store or something. And she like works at the store. Exactly. You know, and you're like, and they're all the fans are like, oh, my God. But I mean, of course, she's just being a regular person and not portraying the character that she was portraying. Before. Exactly. Just being like a little a little hint. And then like you see her in that one scene and that's it. She's not like a major part of the story. That would be dope. I love it. I like to see that. Y'all should hire us. So to work. Next thing I have is uh, straight. Uh, there's a new Stranger Things comic on the way. So uh, the Stranger Things universe has kind of been expanding for the past couple of years, and they've been doing these really short comic miniseries mm-hmm. that I'm into. Um, the first one, they've been kind of exploring questions that fans have had and the stuff that you would typically write fan fiction about. Mm-hmm. They've been doing actual comics to kind of fill in some of those gaps, like. The very first miniseries followed, um, and I guess for those who aren't familiar, the first season was all about one of the boys from the group of four disappearing and kind of that search to find him. And he was stuck in this, you know, other dimension called the Upside Down. Mm-hmm. So people were always wondering, like, yo, he was there for like almost a week. And they were like, how did he survive? Like, what did he do to be able to avoid like the monsters and stuff that live there? Because most people that other people that we saw go into that dimension pretty much died. Mm-hmm fairly quickly you know Mm -hmm. so it was like how did this little boy make it there for a whole week so that's like what the first miniseries was about and then people wanted to know you know oh well you know 11 is one of the number of kids that they did experiments on what about the people that came before her right because so far you know we know 11 we don't know if there's any kids past her but there definitely had to be people before her obviously she's number 11 and the show has only introduced 11 and 8 Huh. So, you know, what about all these other numbers? So the last one they did was about six and kind of how that person came into the program oh, wow. and it was completely different. And so this comic is going to talk about, and I feel like based on the description I saw, it's going to be like a follow-up to six because there were a couple of kids that escaped mm-hmm. from the laboratory. And I think it's going to pick up where they left off with those kids escaping and kind of what they did from that point forward. Right. So, I mean, the miniseries, like if you're, a, if you're a Stranger Things fan, it's a really, you know, cool way to be able to, fill your time with some stranger things stuff while you're waiting in between seasons yeah i kind of wish um more properties did that where they did like a written companion to what is going on like i kind of (laughs) wish this will never happen but like i've read Mm -hmm. some great fan fiction that is not all dirty fan fiction by the way um but like some really great like domestic avenger stories of them just like having movie night or like pizza night or whatever and and I would really love to see like the comic book version of that where it would be so fun. We're having movie night because, you know, 
we just saved the world for like the 15th time this week and all of us are tired and so we're gonna watch fast and furious and commentate on it right like i would love right. to see that as a comic book or something like that um i know marvel is doing a cool thing and just to, not to detract but um when uh into the spider-verse came out um there was a hashtag on twitter called spider sonas where artists would draw like their version of them being the spider person and so it would be like a different spider something or black widow something or something spider related but they were like a superhero character and some of them were very like steampunky or some of them were very noir and just they're all really really cool um and i loved it and i'm not a spider-man fan at all outside of like the mcu or whatnot like i'm not a spider-man comic fan um but they are doing they actually, I guess, I'm assuming, and what I hope is working with some of those people who created their spider sonas and doing a Spider-Verse comic run where they oh, take some fun. of the ones from the hashtag and put them in the actual comic and make them a part of the story. That's um, dope. I like that. Right? And I would love for, like, Marvel and DC and just, like, you know, other super famous properties like Harry Potter. There's a lot of Harry Potter fan fiction writers out there and Mm -hmm. they pay attention so much to Canon, but then also expand on other things. Um, I would love to see some like alternate universes of characters in comics or in stories that I love alternate universe stuff. So like my favorite (laughs) stuff with that is walking dead alternate universe stuff. Cause they are really, really good walking dead fanfic writers out there and some of my favorite stuff that i've read has been alternate universe because it's so nice to think about those characters meeting each other under completely different circumstances like not in a world with rotting dead bodies and exactly you know they bring back like old characters that you miss and you know it just puts them in a completely different circumstance or they explore some canon elements Mm -hmm. you know of the show like they'll have certain relationships that were established on the show in these alternate universes right. or whatever, but or they may switch some things up a bit or whatever. So there was one, um, Rick and Michonne one that was just it was so, so, so good. Like I was I mean, it had like several chapters in right. it. And I was into that thing. Like <laughs> like I was salivating, like waiting for her to release the next chapter because I wanted to find out what happened next. And I'm like, wow, these people are crazy talented. They really are. Like I want some of my favorite fanfic writers to like get paid to do it because they are really good at what they do. I've read um Everybody knows most of the people in my family are Captain America fans. And I've read some really adorable, like, Steve and Bucky ones where they, like, own a bakery together. And you're just like, wait, what? Right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's fine, I guess. Um, I'm fine with it. It's cute. It is. Like, it's fun to see, like, the characters that you love and you care so much about doing other things besides, like, saving the world or fighting zombies. Right. Yeah, because you want to know what they're like outside of that exactly like i mean you kind of think you have this head cannon about what did they do when you're not looking at them like i like doctor who fanfic right um for the same reason because it's like yo like what does what does the doctor do on a day where they're where you know they're not jumping into an adventure exactly like what, what did the doctor and and their companions do you know and i'm using uh their they their pronouns because the doctor has presented as male and now presents as female mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm like you know what do they do with their companions just on a regular day. Do they exactly. go out and get ice cream? Do they just go out and explore like a random, you know, they don't, they don't get into any type of trouble. They just go to like some like random planet and explore things. Right. Or like the doctor, the doctor has a, a habit of making like offhanded comments about places that they've been to before. Mm-hmm. 
like and they'll say something like it would be like a place where like the trees are like 100 feet tall and they whisper or something like I mean just random crazy stuff and people have taken that and like ran with it and created whole adventures mm-hmm. out of like a random one-liner there on the show I love just it so some much incredibly random people incredibly random and also incredibly talented people out there like go find your pick your fandom and then go on to AO3 which if you don't know what that is it's called I archive of our own it's Mm -hmm. a crowdfunded like fan fiction site that has fan fiction about everything up to including crossovers i think i've talked about a crossover that i read a while ago that's got like six different fandoms in it um but you can get lost (laughs) on archive of our own (laughs) absolutely lost it's the best it is so yeah check out the stranger things comic i think it hits like early next year um which will be really cool. Um, I don't know when season four is coming. I mean, it's coming at some point in time, but at this point, I feel like they may start rolling them seasons out a little bit quicker because I think, you know, it's starting to get towards end game. Like Duffer Brothers have said like, yo, maybe five seasons and we're pretty much done. Right. Yeah, which I get it because it's like, it's one of those shows that has a very specific format. And I'm like, you cannot drag it on for like eight seasons. It's just, it's not going to happen. As much as people love it, like, there's only but so many ways you can rehash this story. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Look out for that when it comes next year. Last thing I have. Um, so, and I think I've, yeah, I have mentioned this on a podcast before. So I, um, I work at Nerdist now. Um, and one of the, as an editor, and I also do writing too. Um, but one of the things that I'm working on right now is actually a ongoing post about American Horror Story's latest season, which is called American Horror Story 1984. Um, and it's very Friday the 13th, like tribute to 80s and 90s, like slasher films and stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. Like it's fun. It's, you know, it's kind of cheesy. It's, you know, it's got like some gory stuff in there and I'm really, really enjoying it. But the article that I'm doing um, is all about all the different little 80s references that they kind of throw in there. Um, they're referring to like a lot of real life people and situations and commercials and all of that stuff. Like they refer to the Summer Olympics. Like it's so many different references in there. So that's the article that I'm doing. So if you guys like that type of thing and it's kind of up your alley, even if you've never, because American Horror Story is an anthology series. So you don't have to have watched previous seasons or anything to really understand or be able to jump in. So if you like that type of thing, check out American Horror Story. It's good. I like this season so far. Y'all have fun with that. Yeah. And it also fits into the vein of our podcast because it's 1984. So, I mean, perfect with the nostalgia thing. True. I just can't do. I've tried it. I've tried watching. I cannot do it. It's either yeah. it's either it's too much or like I get bored halfway through the season. I'm just like, what is happening? Yeah, you're like Demetrius. Like, it, like anything like horror ish like that, unless it's like a horror like like leaning towards horror comedy. Um, but yeah, anything that's like super gory and like like that, he's like, nah, dude, I, I'm gonna let you have that. <laughs> so I watch it by myself, sadly. <laughs> But that's all that we got for your recaps today. So jumping into our episode for today, talking about Missy Elliott. um, You know, I think there's a reason why Missy Elliott is one of the patron saints of our podcast. There there really isn't a hip hop artist or R&B artist since the 90s that hasn't been inspired by her, that hasn't worked with her, that hasn't been influenced by her in some type of way. Um, She's this dynamic writer, rapper, producer, entertainer, innovator. 
any other you know Words positive that you word like that you can use. throw at her that you can even think about for an artist like it applies to her like she just she came out with this really eclectic fashion sense and sound and her music videos i mean are still completely unmatched to mm-hmm. this day even now nobody right i mean nobody has yet to have the type of vision and creativity and stuff and to push boundaries the way that she's pushed boundaries like nobody else is doing that type of thing and i mean when you see things that are you know kind of mind bending and mind blowing today it's usually because they've been inspired by what missy did you know what 30 like i mean we're coming up on like 30 years ago pretty much it's crazy you know but i mean that's how long she's been around um some people may or may not know this i don't know but Back when she first like really came to rise because she started out in a girl group um, and when she broke away from that group and kind of got together with an early version of the Super Friends, Diddy, who was Puff Daddy back then, wanted to sign her to Bad Boy, but she was like, nah, I'm good. And she created her own imprint under a different label as a solo artist, which had to been like the smartest move ever. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we know what Diddy does with people who Diddy's are track people record that were bad boy Diddy's track record is great until it isn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm like oh my god you saved Missy thank you Lord <laughs> because has she gone there and I mean we may not have gotten the same type of Missy that we're getting now right. who knows what types of what she may have been pressured to kind of succumb to not that she necessarily would have completely fallen in line or become somebody who was completely unauthentic but mm-hmm. it's surprising what people would do when they're under somebody's thumb like that exactly you know exactly it's kind of but i mean missy is like the perfect storm yeah. of everything that she has been through and everybody she has worked with um mm-hmm. probably would have been i'm not gonna say it wouldn't have been as great if she was with diddy but it just would have been different and it wouldn't have been this missy it's like right it's like trying to explain like is this terrible because i've always got a marvel reference it's like trying to explain alternate timelines in the marvel universe like as soon as you make one different decision you've branched off into another timeline and different things happen. right uh, but we're in this one so this is the missy that we got and we love her yes and it's always a good time to talk about her um because you know of course she's just made this like we said she's made this huge impact on pop culture and everybody as a whole but i mean it feels really good right now because i feel like 2019 has been good to her it has been really really good like she's finally starting to get the flowers that she should have been getting a long time ago like she got into the songwriters hall of fame she got like the video vanguard Mm. award this year you know she came out with a new ep like she's gotten and i think she's gotten a couple of like Right. I was going to say she got an honorary doctorate. Like she's just had a really, really awesome year. And me and Christina talk about this all the time. Like, and it's not that, you know, you want somebody to be an egomaniac or anything like that. But the fact that she just seems so taken by surprise, like, oh my God, you're honoring me. Like, right. But I'm just me. And it's like, yeah, that's why they honoring you, girl. Because you you are Missy Elliott and everybody loves you. Missy Elliott. Like everybody loves her. I mean, have you, I don't, I don't think. And this is rare. I mean, I don't even think like a Beyonce or anybody else can really say this. I don't think there's anybody that's been in the industry that's ever said a bad word about her. I doubt it. Ever. I highly doubt it. I mean, people can be from different cliques and crews and Mm -hmm. have, you know, beef with this person and beef with that person. But everybody loves Missy. Everybody does. And that's one of the things that like I noticed. I've kind of always noticed it, but I really noticed it when I was looking at Missy stuff and things that people she's worked with and who's been in her videos and stuff like that um 
everybody loves her and everybody loves working with her. Like mm-hmm. in the nineties and the early two thousands when she was super huge and every other, you know, year or so there was a new Missy project. Like sh- back when, you know, hip hop crew labels were a thing when you had, you know, not really death row. Cause they were kind of like the first and then they fizzled. But like right. when you had No Limit and when you had the Rough Riders and when you had right. Diddy oh, and Bad Boy and everything days. like that. And then, you know, Missy and her crew, like everybody kind of gravitated around Missy because there's not anybody like especially the females of those groups always did stuff with Missy. Eve was in right. videos with Missy. Little Kim was in videos with Missy. Uh, DeBrat was in stuff with Missy. Like everybody mm-hmm. loved her, worked yeah. with her. Uh, and Mary, who was close with, you know, Diddy and, but she wasn't on Bad Boy, but right. she, you know, was closely associated with, you know, Bad Boy and stuff. She was with, she was with Missy. Like, everybody loved Missy. Right. Like, and again, you had her working with Monica a whole lot. You had her working with Aaliyah a ton. Like, yeah. and she's worked with Beyonce too. Like, ev- there's not a person that she has not touched in the industry in some way like mm-hmm. she's worked with everybody and everybody loves her like it just it's a testament to like her skill one and the type of person that she is for literally everybody regardless of which crew you align yourself with like right loving her and working with her as much as they have yeah nobody I mean, else that's, has that's... a reach nobody does nobody nobody else can do it and i mean i don't think you know she's really truly one of those one-of-a-kind artist Mm -hmm. and i mean how lucky and fortunate are we that she's been a part of our musical experience for most of our lives right you know what i'm saying like when was the first time you remember actually seeing and becoming aware of missy elliott i honestly like i want to say it was probably around that well i don't even know if it's her first album that i think about it but like i remember hot boys and Beat Me 911 and all of those mm-hmm. songs of that era just being huge and everybody loving it. Like, especially me and like my crew, because I am a plus size black woman. I hang out with a lot of plus size black women and I always have. Mm-hmm. And we loved her because it's like, wait, she is plus size and she's out there dancing like crazy and her videos look dope and everybody loves her and her music is dope. Like, give me more <laughs> right give me more of this um that was kind of like the the beat me down one video and then uh like she was also in a lot of the earlier Aaliyah videos so like the the if your girl only knew when uh mm-hmm. all of those videos of that era like they were in and they just kind of were all in everybody's right. videos and that's what their crew did like they were right. always in everybody's videos everybody you know? mm-hmm. so another thing random that's like missy elliott adjacent but like why is genuine always in the video staring longingly at the camera like make him that do was his, something that was his, that, there was look his pretty. that was his time to be sexy like that's what he was trying to t- he's trying to be he's trying to look at the camera with some sexy he's trying to bring the male sexy it there, never I, guess. I don't know never really worked for me i, I think we've talked about <laughs> but you how, never were into genuine exactly, like that like, though and i'm like, just sitting okay. here like why are you look why are you staring at the camera like that <laughs> like every video i watched i was just like why is genuine yeah, he was trying to bring the sex appeal. Staring. You missed the he's sex just appeal. Sta- if he, he dances, doing. it's one thing. Like, I totally get that. But you're just staring longingly into the camera, and it's just weird. He was trying to look his fans in the eyes. 
bring the sex appeal. I suppose. Lure a man with his eyes. I guess. I mean, that's all, that's all I got. I don't know. I, I mean, if I were in a video, I certainly wouldn't just stand there and look at the camera. Like, I'm going to do something entertaining. Like, make yourself that's useful. Dance around. Sing the song. No, you're just staring off into the face. <laughs> that's fine, genuine. That's fine. Just go over there. <laughs> Anyway, oh just the random thing that I noticed in like four or five of the videos. I'm just like, what? Why? Um, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I definitely remember Missy from like, and, and we're not, and neither one of us, you know, are old enough to remember. Like, I knew she was in a girl group, but I don't uh, remember no. or recall much of what they've done because they, that was like late 80s. Right. So, I mean, that was kind of a little bit beyond us, but I do remember like, the rain came out around the same time that up jumps the boogie came out Mm -hmm. and i think i heard her on up jumps the boogie first because i remember like that was like the same year that like my sister got her driver's license Mm -hmm. and she had like the car with like the tape deck in there and stuff and so she had up jumps the boogie on tape and that was what she like she was obsessed with that song and so that was what we listened to like in the car she would pick me up from school and that was what we listened to on the way home and i'm like you know who is this woman like up here? Like, I mean, you had heard other women rappers and stuff before, but even being a kid and being 10, like, wow, like who was she? She just sounded different. Right. And, you know, was, had this whole different type of confidence and flow and just, I mean, there was just like, even through the music, you tell there was just this, this really rare, like oddity about her, mm-hmm. you know? And it was like, wow, like I was really into it. Um, And so, and then when I saw the rain video, like I had never seen anything like that before. Like, I mean, it just, the sound, the song was, wasn't like anything else that was nope. out. Like she's wearing a trash bag. She's got finger waves. Apparently like it's not she's really riding a trash around in the Jeep. Bag. Like it's just I don't know. It it looks like a trash bag. So I, I would call it a trash, trash bag. bag. But I think it's not actually a trash bag. It's I like think a blow up it's suit. Like a vinyl thing. thing. But I like I've always wanted to, <laughs> this is terrible. I've always wanted to like try the suit on. Like with it blown yes. up and everything. <laughs> And I just want a camera to be like in my face and I can get like those shades and stuff and that little, like the crown thing she was wearing yes. and just, you know, just be like, like moving my arms from side to side. It looks so fun. It almost feels like, I feel like it would feel the same way that like a sumo suit would feel, but like, cool. Right. <laughs> well, you know, we had saw like, you, you kind of saw that same type of fun personality that she bought mm-hmm. to videos. You saw that with Busta Rhymes. Yes. But it was the first time really seeing it with a woman. And, like, that's one of the things that I really love about Missy the most is that she, you know, everybody has a right to kind of be who they are and present the way that they want to. Mm -hmm. But she always made sure that she presented in a way that was comfortable and felt true to her. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it didn't stop her from talking about the subjects that she wanted to talk about. Because, you know, a lot of people like to try to go that, you know, righteous route and say, well, you know, Missy Elliott wasn't out here showing a button. But I'm like, talking about sex. Literally. Like Lil' Kim and all them. I'm like, dude, like, seriously? I love. Sock it to me. I'm like, did you listen to any of the lyrics in that song? I love the guys that are like. Oh, like she talks about doing drugs and and having sex. Like she talks about sex all the time. She has a song called One Minute Man. Like right. an entire song in a video called One Minute Man. What are you talking about? Right. <laughs> like... Yes. Hot boys. Get your freak on. Like. What is wrong with people? It's one of my favorite songs. People, I love that song. People are just. And it's literally talking about telling you, telling your parts down there not to fail because you got to turn this man out. Like people. Like... <laughs> I'm just... like, where did you get this from? I'm like, you didn't see it as sexual because she wasn't 
again, she wasn't dressing and, and, and showing herself in the way that you thought she should have been showing herself to be talking about sex. So because she looked, you know, a certain way or whatever. Uh-huh. And, you know, again, because she wasn't what you thought to be, you know, sexy or, or whatever it was, then you were like, okay, well, she's different from all the other people. But no, she was like, I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. And I'm going to dress the way that I want to dress. And I'm going to do whatever creative off the wall idea comes to my head because I want to. And nobody's going to stop me. Mm-hmm. And like, I period. dare you to say something. Right. I like, I mean, you. that's she just did what she wanted to do. And it, she's the thing is, is that, you know, like you said, when she was at the height of her height of her career i mean she was dropping albums like almost like every year every two years and stuff like that so i mean her catalog i mean she's still coming out with music and stuff today and has been pretty consistent it was a short time that she was away Mm -hmm. and i think that was when she found out she like had graves disease and she was just going through a lot of things in her personal life um but it's so many songs and i mean and you're not even talking about her catalog personally and what she's done but you look at what she's done as a producer as a writer you know i mean that that catalog is equally as massive. Like, what are some of your favorite songs that she's like written and produced for other people? So there are a few songs on the list because I like had to do some Googles because um, there are things that like I didn't even know that Missy wrote. Because like, mm-hmm. so for example, like with So Gone, which is probably one of everybody's favorite like Monica songs yes. and then like songs written by Missy Elliott. Like, you can tell mm-hmm. that's a Missy Elliott song because she's on the track, you know, doing her thing right. in the background and stuff like that. But, like, what was the song? I didn't know she wrote Burn It Up from Faith Evans. I did not know that either. Until I, I literally it did not know like, that until I saw you put it in the show notes. Wait. I was like, wait, I didn't know that. That's what the Wikipedia says, and Wikipedia is almost never wrong. I'm joking when I say that Wikipedia is almost never wrong because it is. But, <laughs> like, I listen. Anytime that I have ever gone to any club ever, Burning Up is always played at least once. There's that there's like that nineties throwback set that they play and Burn It Up is always right. like the first song. I love that song. I love Faith Evans because that woman can sing her butt off. There's been a lot of Faith Evans videos of her singing on my timeline this week and I don't know who's mm-hmm. responsible, but thank you. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> um but I didn't know she wrote that. Um she that also either. wrote to me as can't go for that. Um, which is now, I did know that. one of my yeah. favorite to me songs and like not a lot of people acknowledge the fact that that song is dope but it's one of my favorite songs from her yeah I liked it because she stepped out of side of her box right um, yeah well to me that's kind of her box anyway because my first song from to me it is uh oh, what's the name of that song my goodness what was to me his first single uh imagination and so it just kind of feels like that anyways um yeah she also wrote uh get on the bus by destiny's child which is like I an underrated that. bop from destiny's I child know. <laughs> people for- listen like it, it still makes me so mad to this day like missy and beyonce have collaborated quite a few times uh, many like, many a time right like a couple of my favorite missy songs are like album cuts and one of them is uh a song she did with beyonce called crazy feelings and of course this is pre solo career Beyonce. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about Beyonce like maybe 1999, 80, 98, 99, right. somewhere around that range. And I'm like, out of all these, like, and every time they get together, they do great stuff. They like do. one of my favorite Destiny's Child songs is Confessions. Yes. And Missy Elliott wrote it and she's also singing the background vocals. 
which is something else I really love about her too. Like I'm not, I don't know music the way that you know music, but I love that Missy has written so much, so much stuff for girl groups. And female um, artists, and, you know, period. Right, and female artists, period. But I love it with the girl groups, especially because I love to hear her harmonize in the background yes. with them. Because you can cl- always you, clearly yes. and distinctly hear her voice Absolutely. in the background. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I just, I love it so much. And that's one of the things I love about Confessions, because you can definitely hear Missy in the background. And she be trying to play. And you can definitely hear for all the Destiny's Child girls back there. And it's just great. And she's trying to act like she can't sing. Uh, she be trying to play like she can't sing. She posted a video on Instagram a while ago, and she was singing some song. And then, like, the next post was, oh, my God, I didn't think that y'all really liked my singing voice like that. And we're just kind of like, are you, like, facepalm, are you serious, Missy <laughs> I don't know what she, I don't know what she's doing. Like, do you not realize you're you? I don't think she realizes she is. Like, do you not see or realize how talented you are? But I mean, that's a part of her, that's a part of her charm. Like, and that's part of the reason why people love her so much because she still seems so, you know, so touchable and attainable and stuff. I mean, she has every right to be in her ego if she wanted to be. Every single right. And she's got the talent to, yeah, she's got the talent and the resume to back it up. Exactly. Um, She also did, um, not in the purview of our podcast because it's like a song that came out like three years ago, but Fantasia just recently had a song with Kelly Rowland called Without Me that's really, really dope that Missy wrote. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know she wrote it, but she's also featured on it. So that makes sense. Um, if you've never heard that song, you should definitely go check it out. It's I wish Fantasia kind of would have stayed in that lane, but Fantasia going to do what Fantasia going to do. Um, right. But like, she just writes all the things, which means, you know, she stays working like... She does not stop working because when she's not working on her own stuff, she's working on stuff for other people. And, you know, everybody knows the money is in the songwriting. So I'm not mad at it at all. Not mad right. at it. Even I a mean, bit. She, she's, she's still out there. She's still doing it and stuff. And I think a lot of my, like my favorite songs, she's written and produced for others. Like you said, um, you know, she did a lot of stuff for women, mm-hmm. solo artists, as well as groups and everything. So, I love like everything I love is like throwback stuff like her and she was really close with 702 mm-hmm. they were always in her videos and stuff like that and so she did like where are my girls at and she did Stilo for them which is two of their biggest hits mm-hmm. like when you think of 702 you automatically think of at least one of if not both of those songs and she wrote in you know and did production on both of those um, like I said before she did you know Destiny's Child like Confessions one of to me one of the best Destiny's Child songs out there like should have been a single don't know why that didn't happen but we could do know. an entire episode about songs that should have been sing that should have been singles because confessions is one of them and i feel like with missy i mean even with all the people that she's worked with and collaborated with over the years and done great stuff with i mean you got like you know tweet that she did like you know, like you know call me and all of that mm-hmm. stuff like that but i think i think her real musical soulmate still outside of Timberland and you know them working together on a production side but as far as like her working with an artist it's still going to be Aaliyah absolutely I mean just every time they came together like Aaliyah's voice she just had a way of like finding the best in I mean Aaliyah was definitely not like a powerhouse vocalist or anything like that but she had the the best way of just bringing out the best in Aaliyah's voice and her personality um just the whole persona that she gave off like she just knew how to write to her experience and to who she was like as an artist and a person mm-hmm. you know they just i mean you think about one in a million like that song just 
I don't know. It was something about when Aaliyah dropped that, it shifted the game. It did. It was something completely different that you had never heard. It was a new sound for Aaliyah because it was completely different than what she had done previously, which we won't go into that. Right. Um, but, you know, it was a completely different sound for her. She had a new look to her and everything like that where she had kind of softened up and, you know, still did the baggy pants and stuff, but she brought in a little bit more femininity with it yep. and stuff. Like, it was just... That song changed the game and, and literally shifted the whole course of her career and was really propelling her towards this whole other level of greatness that she really would have been able to keep climbing towards. And even like Aaliyah's, some of Aaliyah's last stuff, like, you know, I care for you and stuff. I mean, just mm. Missy and Aaliyah were just perfect together. Like I love the story of I Care For You because apparently that song was recorded 10 years before that album even came out. And it doesn't sound like it at all. It doesn't. Um, that, it fits in with that album. Like the whole vibe of the Aaliyah album. It fits in perfectly. Iconic album. Iconic album. Right. Like, one of, yeah, honestly, that I mean, Aaliyah album just, is one of the greatest uh, albums of all time. It's one of my favorite albums. I can just, I can listen to every track. I don't have to skip a track. Yeah. Like it was just, again, she was just going out of the box, like completely in her bag there. Oh yeah. That album would have changed so many things for her like i mean it did before so, i mean it had yeah. changed everything for her before she passed away right. and it would have i get i can get lost talking about like how dope ali would be if she was still around now like right i mean and really she got a chance to figure out who she was and find herself in an artist and yeah. she did that through working with missy yep. like if it hadn't been for her she, we, she wouldn't have gotten a chance to really get that second chance and kind of redefine who she was you know from from the point of her first album forward right like yep. Missy is definitely instrumental in that, um, and it again is a testament to how dope she is as an artist to like right have that connection with her um, and to bring out the best in her. To be perfectly honest, um, right? And I mean, and Missy does. She's done a lot of stuff that, like you were saying, you weren't familiar with the Faith Evans song mm-hmm. "Burning Up" or whatever. Like, I did not know that she produced "Everything to Me" by Monica. I love that song. I did not know that, but not surprised. Yeah, if you think about but it, it, makes it sounds sense. like it. You know, because again, I mean, they've collaborated so much. Like they did So Gone. They did a couple of other things. Like they did a couple of songs on um the, and I can't even remember the name. What's the name of the album, So Gone? Whatever album So Gone was on, like Missy produced quite a few songs up there. Um, And all of them are just great. So, I mean, they have a really good chemistry too. They do. Uh, Yeah. And I wish her and Sierra would kind of find their way back to each other. Yes, that would be great. I really like, I really like One Two Step. Like, it's a cute song and I liked it then. And even when I hear it now, it's just something about the song. That's just got a happy vibe to it. I love the video. Mm-hmm. I love seeing the two of them dance together and stuff like that. Like it's a good feel good. Song. It is a very, like, as soon as you hear the, the, like the beat come in, you're like, Oh, this, this is the jam right here. <laughs> right. That is pretty much a lot of Sierra songs, but like, especially more so when it's like Sierra and Missy together. Cause even they had another song together. Uh, they did lose control together. There we go. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Um, I love lose control. Like that one makes that one really. I feel like makes that song didn't dance. get as much shine as it should have. It definitely didn't. <laughs> like it definitely fell under the radar, and I was like, I, I love the song. I really, really do. But it, it just didn't hit with people like I, like I felt like it should have. You know, makes me want to dance anytime I hear the beat come in. And then she's got like a lot of really random outliers where it's like hmm i wouldn't necessarily peg that for a missy joint but it just shows how versatile she is like i mean i'm everybody knows like i'm a huge maya fan or whatever so i mean i've known 
for a while now that she did my love is like whoa but like that's one of my favorite maya songs and the missy's story about it so for those that don't follow missy elliott on twitter she basically is her own historian she and is. She, yeah so she just tweets and she just goes on these random these random you know tweet threads where she just documents her own history because she just got to let the people know right like who she is and where she came from. And so she was telling the story about my love is like, whoa. And basically she just wrote it one night when she had had like 10 shots of like some type of alcohol. And she was like, I was just drunk and I was just feeling myself. And that was what came, that was resulted out of it. She was like, and I mean, I played it for Maya and she went crazy. Like, oh my God, like this is, this is amazing. I got to have it. And she was just giving her props for how she, you know, brought her own energy to it and what she did with the video, you know, with bringing in the changing of the outfits and stuff that like video that. So is like, I want to know my, how they made that favorites. video. Oh, it's so great. Like, I want to know how they made I that love video. It. That, especially the end where like, she's dancing and she's continuing to dance and her outfit continues to change. Oh God. That's a lot of different takes. It like is. That's a lot of, and that's one of the things like when you go back to thinking about Missy and the time and attention and detail like a Missy Elliott video premiere was a big event Mm -hmm. like this was back when we used to wait for music videos because it was a big deal and I miss that like I do too you know music videos they drop now and they just like uh okay the music video out here go to YouTube link right I'm like that's it like there's no hype up for it at all I miss like when it used to be oh you got to stay up till midnight to watch the video like right we don't get that anymore and it makes me angry right like you were looking forward to it and then you know you you get together i mean you know no twitter back then or anything like that but you know you get together with your friends or you call your friends and stuff and you talk about you know did you see that video did you see this video you saw what happened oh you know they had such and such in the video and this person was in that person's video like we don't we don't get that Mm-mm. anymore, and I miss that. Definitely not, and it makes me angry. Like I need the I need the big video drop. <sighs> I need the big video drop. I need that to come back. We're getting old. What about Missy Elliott videos? What the problem like, is? I love Socket to me. Yes, uh, that video is dope because it it's is. literally a video I game as a music video. I know. I'm like, look at you. She's such. I'm like, you're such a nerd. I love it like it is and again this is before it was like most artists weren't really embracing if they had a nerdy side they weren't really embracing it right as much and i mean she was one of the biggest artists out and did a mega man video with her and little kim running around <laughs> in mega man costumes and getting shot at with lasers little kim and it was looks so, so lost <laughs> It is, it's so bizarre. And I'm like, how did that conversation go? Because, you know, Lil' Kim's like, you know, she hardcore, you know, and everything like that. And I'm like, how did she convince Lil' Kim? Like, did she call her on the phone and be like, hey, Kim. So this is what we're doing today. <laughs> so this is what we're going to do in this video. Like, we're going to dress up like these Mega Man characters. And then she had to explain Mega Man. She's like, so we're going to dress up like these characters and run in front of a green screen. Because that, I mean... Obviously, you had to be in front of a green screen. Like, we're just going to run around and do these big, like, marching motions and, you know, and, like, jiggle our bodies around so that way we look like robots. And it's going to be fun. I can totally be see there at 11. her, like, <laughs> calling Kim over to the house and then, like, playing uh, Mega Man. <laughs> like, being like, all right, so right. we're going to play this video game real quick. And then we're going to make a music video that looks like this music. I mean, <laughs> make a music like- video that looks like this video game. And Kim's like, what? Why are we doing this? No, we're not doing this. 
Look, I, speaking of Kim, little Kim, like I, I want if she comes back for another girls' cruise, I'm gonna need for her to have Missy and Mary J. Blige on it. Like that's the friendship trio that I just want to see on TV. Yes, it would be great. I need that in my living the, room. The number, the amount of stories that they would be able to tell. Right. Like, I mean, because you know, you think like Kim and Missy did, like, and all of them were like in Ladies Night together. Yep. You know, Kim and uh, Mary J. Blige did I Can Love You. You know, mm-hmm. when Kim came out with uh, No Matter What They Say, like her, you know, her and Missy and Mary were hanging out, like kicking it and it looked like they were having the best time in the video. Thinking about like a video that I would want to be in is that Ladies Night video. Like I wish yes. that I was in that, that video. That looked like a whole lot of fun. Drinks. Right. Fine men all over the place. Drinks. <laughs> it just seems like 1997 just seemed like a good year to be a grown ass person. Uh, <laughs> and I am so mad that I was not a grown ass person. Why was I not grown? <laughs> because that seemed like a like a real fun time to be a grown ass person. Like it just like when you think about the music and all the stuff like that. Like imagine going to the club or like going to a concert or something like that. Or say you're in college and they have like the homecoming concert, mm-hmm. and these are the people that you get to see. Like. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to go back in time and like experience that, but I was a child, so can't do it. Makes me angry. <laughs> like, wish I was older. Wish I was a little bit taller. No, I wish I was older. Like, that's what I wish. I wish I was just like 10 years older. Um, so I could have enjoyed the 90s like, you know, an adult versus being a 10 year old. Right. I mean, it was it was cool to have the experience we had like as 90s kids and stuff but sometimes you do like i've always kind of secretly wished i was 10 years older yes almost all the time i feel like it right so i mean that you know in 97 that would have put us being 20 <sighs> so it'd been perfect what age. could have been right what could but, have been you know can't help when you were born back to missy elliott like songs and stuff though like as far as her songs i Love, she's a bitch. That uh, I love Sakatimi. So the she's a bitch Hot video is, is one of my favorite videos from her. The all oh, black, it? the dark, the the CGI, right. the the all black face coming out of the water. Like that was a <sighs> moment. Like. I don't know where she got that idea from or, you know, all the specifics behind what inspired it. From what I hear, it was inspired by like some, you know, probably inspired by like something 70s related or Mm -hmm. something like that. But I don't know. But she was like, it's just a whole bunch. That's like one of the times that you could just come up with a whole bunch of moments that like Missy was completely in her bag. Exactly. Like she was in her bag. That that would be one of them because Jesus Christ. And I love that uh, she did. I think we talked about this when we talked about Missy a while ago, but she did a performance where she basically recreated that scene where she comes up out of the water and you're just like, how? Like, it's one thing to marvel at it with her doing it in a music video because, you know, she probably did a couple of takes, probably, maybe. uh, But like doing it in a performance where you've got just that one time to do it and you better get it right (laughs) because there's no Mm -hmm. take backs impressive that's like incredibly impressive um also a video that i forgot existed because you know time goes on and stuff um hit him with the he it's very like 
old school. I do not remember a, that video. <laughs> it's actually really simple. Uh, most of it is her dancing in like a pinstripe suit with a whole bunch of other dudes dancing in the pinstripe suits. Uh, but there's okay, this, like, that's why I don't me- remember. It wasn't odd enough for me to for it to stick in my memory. It's still pretty odd. There's like a mechanical like medieval looking horse in it, and that's probably my favorite part. Um, of the okay. video. All right, now now we're sounding more missing. And, like yeah, mechanical weird horse and genuine staring longingly into the distance. Okay, <laughs> that's even that's even more missing. <laughs> you got genuine there for no damn reason. <laughs> um, but it's one of my favorite songs and videos by her. It's really weird, but it's kind of it's it's a simple for Missy, but it's still kind of like holy crap. This is like a music video or like a creepy a creepy like video game or something because what is happening why is there why is there a creepy mechanical horse and why are you in the woods wearing all white like what's happening i'm gonna have to look that video up because i honestly don't remember it like the first video i think of outside of thinking of like because i think everybody thinks about you know can't stand the rain with the vinyl suit Mm -hmm. as you call it now i'm gonna stop calling a trash bag suit but the first video I think about really is like the Beat Me 911 video. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that song, even though it's so, I mean, it tells his age because any song about beeping somebody just is not happening no more because <laughs> anybody got no beeper no more. But I love it because like Missy's dressed up in the gold dress and stuff. And she's got the girls in the back that look like Barbie dolls mm-hmm. and 702 is in it. And Magoo looks like somebody from, he looks like he's from the Temptations or something like that. Like he's got like the slick back do and stuff. And he's, Oddly enough, the least weirdest looking person in the video. And he still looks pretty weird. Like He's got like a slick back and like a sparkly blue coat on. And like his face looks like real shiny. I guess he's supposed to be plastic. Um, But he's the least looking weird video. Like least looking weirdest person in that video. That's weird because Magoo is typically the one that looks like the weirdest in the videos. Right. Where is Magoo? I have no idea, but he does not get enough love either right um i mean i just feel like i feel like you know and i don't know why i don't know if like something happened but i feel like you don't hear missy and timbaland and any of them talk about him so i'm I'm like is he okay yeah like is he okay do y'all not get along anymore did he do something like did y'all did he get voted out to super friends like what 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 happened where's he at you don't know. Maybe maybe somebody will tell us what has happened to Mr. Magoo. Maybe we'll do some Googles and be like, what's going on? I don't know. If any of you guys listening know what happened to Magoo, Cause... where in the world is Magoo? <laughs> Let us know because we have no idea where this he man Carmen is. San Diego? And I, mean, <laughs> I mean, but he's right. But he's an important part of like the group or whatever. I mean, he had his own like distinct style and stuff. And they, I mean, he was a part of the Super Friends. And like, you seem to know where he's at. You know, because like I love make it hot, but I feel like I haven't seen Nicole Ray in a while, but at least she's popped up like on occasion yeah, and done some different songs and stuff. I feel like we really have not seen Magoo since like the late 90s, right. and early that, 2000s. And to be honest, how many songs have we actually been on? Because like now that I'm thinking about it, the only song that I know Magoo has been on is, dang it, I had a the song title in my head and then it disappeared he's been on a few because he was on that love to love to love that's the yeah. song um yeah <laughs> i don't know the name i just know that part. i feel like it's called love to love you I, like i want to say that that's the title of the i hope song. so but that's one of my that's one of my favorite music videos from like that group of people yes. ever because it's like a creepy haunted house thing <laughs> Right. I mean, but who else was doing stuff like that? I mean, even like with the production detail that they were put in the background, like with 
one in a million. Like you've got like crickets chirping in the background. Yeah. And that always drives me. Like nuts. who else does that? It's so crazy. <laughs> Cause I'm so like, it's funny because I'm one of those people when I listen to stuff, if I hear the cricket in the background, that's the only thing I can hear. So like <laughs> I have to make sure to not notice that there's a cricket in the background because that's like, that's going to be the thing that's going to bug the crap out of me. And that's the only thing I'm going to like, I'm going to fix it on the cricket in the background <laughs> and that's it. I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> I really try hard to ignore the cricket. But, uh, I mean, oh, it works in the song. Did you know that Missy wrote Fantasia's Free Yourself? I feel like I didn't know that. I felt like I had heard that in passing before, but when I went out and just like took a look around today, that popped up and I was like, wow, like I love that song. And I'm like, she really, she really snapped on that one. Mm -hmm. Like the lyrics and the way that, I mean, the way that Fantasia could just take anything like that and just like bring it to life or whatever. I was like, dang, Missy, like she snapped on that song. And Hot Boys. Hot Boys. I love is one I love of my music video. favorite Missy it's songs. Really oh, epic. It's so good. Yes. It is really epic, but like the concept of her. And it's very, it's very not, it's not your typical Missy video. No, it's not. Like, it, it, there's no like you know kind of like odd element to it at all but it so works it's just a performance and there's like i guess a big band in the background or something i don't know it's yeah there's a lot of like sparkly stuff and there's people with shiny pants dancing it's very it's very it's very of its time <laughs> dancing in the shiny suits <laughs> right yeah everybody had all shiny stuff and they were dancing around it was, it was very much so of its time like i love that i like takeaway Mm -hmm. that she did in tribute to Aaliyah like I like the the video I wasn't and that's kind of one of the rare ones like I don't like it I don't think there's ever been a bad Missy video right. but I don't know I mean that video I'm just kind of like okay it was all right you know see I'm kind of iffy on the song not that I don't like it but like people would not shut up about that song when that song came out like everybody was right. singing it all over school and I was just like if the next person that starts singing a song starts singing take away <laughs> I think I've gotten a, it's, it's, it's a song I really, really like by Missy now, but I think I've kind of gotten an appreciation for it later on. Mm -hmm. But I like a lot of, like I said, I like a lot of her album cuts. Like I like Best Friends that she did with Aaliyah. Like it's one of my favorite Missy songs. And J. Cole actually sampled that on one of his earlier albums. And he did a really good sample with that. And then he actually, you know, had Missy come in and like kind of re-record some of her vocals and stuff like nice. that. Nice. Yeah. So that was dope. And then she also did a song for him called, uh, nobody's perfect that she produced like nobody's perfect the, the beat is crazy I and, love that song. you know and all that stuff like i love that song i do really enjoy that song a lot um it's one of the few jake well it's not that i don't like j cole he's mm -hmm. just kind of there but i really do love nobody's perfect nobody's perfect is one of my jams right and i think it's what she brought to the song it, it really is because otherwise i probably would not care <laughs> more so i mean because she makes the song like that particular song she she makes the song she's the reason why you want to listen exactly um and then i mean i like like i said i like pussycat because it's just a great song the lyrics are great it's like classic missy and i mean it's just you know where something she say maybe a little bit you know a little bit more hidden mm -hmm. and stuff like that like this is this is very overt very overtly sexual mm -hmm. and i like the fact that she does that and continues to do it like even with newer music like she just came out with an ep and she's got you know music there where she's talking about being sexual and stuff mm -hmm. i like her throw it back video 
I don't think I've seen the throw it back video. Yeah. So she, the, the, on the new EP that she's got, she's got a video for throw it back. I mean, I like it because I mean, she, she literally has these long braids and she's like popping her gum and these girls are double dutching in long braids. Oh no, I have seen that. That is dope. It's so great. And I'm like, how can you still come up with stuff that just manages to blow people's minds? I don't, I don't understand. It's missing. I don't know. Like, I mean, I just. Man, to be able to be, I mean, if you're talking about people that I want to be able to interview and just see what it's like to be like in their same space and to feel what it's like to be, have their energy and just, I just want to know what her creative process is like. Like, How do you get this stuff out of your head? Like, how how do you, how do you do this? How do you do what you do? I kind of just want to be a fly on the wall. Um, Right. Like I was thinking, I threw in a couple of other, well, uh, one other thing in the show notes about um, Missy that I want to ask you later, but um Mm-hmm. I would love to see Missy do when I I'm about to say I want her to pull a Beyonce but I don't mean pull a Beyonce but I would love to see her do like a concept album where it's like Lemonade where the entire thing is one big movie and all the songs are connected mm-hmm. to each other um, and you can just that watch all of it all at one time um, right and I if know, you come out with videos exactly. oh my god like Oh wow, that would be amazing. I, I would, my, I would like to see that too. But then I also, when you think about like movie soundtracks and stuff, why has Missy not done a full soundtrack yet? I don't know. I would love for a movie to just turn over the soundtrack to her and let her just do the complete soundtrack, kind of like what like Kendrick did, like with Black Panther, where he kind of took the reins yeah. on that. Yeah, I would definitely just, love to see that. Let Missy do a whole soundtrack. I mean, she could just, I mean, because I'm like, you know, the collaborations and the people are going to show up. Just let Missy do Black Panther like, too. It's going to be dope. Right. It's going to be dope as hell. Like, let her do her thing. Let her bring whoever she wants to bring along and let them do their thing. It's going to be dope. Exactly. Just let her do Black Panther too. That right. will be fun. I'm fine with that. She'll love it. She will kill it too. So give it to us because we deserve, we deserve nice things. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about the concept album thing though. Like. Wow. Wouldn't it I be mean, dope? you think about what she could just do with one video. Like, what she just does with one video. Imagine a whole, like... Exactly. A whole slate of videos that come out. She do, like, something exactly. like... Exactly. I mean, even what, like, what Beyonce did. Like, when she released it all on HBO and it just kind of comes out of nowhere. Like, people would lose their mind. Like I'm saying. Like, can you imagine what things would have been like if Twitter had been around, like, when Missy was at the height of her fame? Uh, it would be insufferable because people when those don't music like nice videos, when those drop videos were dropping and stuff, like people would have been losing their mind. They would have been losing their minds, and in about two weeks, it would be super annoying because people wouldn't know how to shut up, and they'd be saying all sorts of stupid things. But the first two weeks would be dope, <laughs> right? Twitter, me and Twitter aren't getting along, which is why I've fallen down a rabbit hole on a fan fiction because like there's no opinions and no people saying stupid things. <laughs> it's just yeah. <laughs> I also just want to see Missy work with Beyonce again. I'm like, Same. Maybe, like the only, all those times they collaborated and the one thing that gets released is a Bootylicious remix. I love the Bootylicious remix. A lot of people I don't, don't dislike it, but I'm like, out of all the things they did, like we deserved more. We did. We deserved more. Who, so I want to see them because like she wrote signs for Beyonce, yes. which is just again should have been like, an album i mean should have been a a, a single should have been a single oh my god so brilliant but only missy's mind can bring something together like that. exactly so who would be like your dream missy collaboration of somebody like she hasn't worked with yet 
I like to see her do something with because right now she's you know kind of on her way with stuff. I like to see her do something. And I don't think they've done anything together yet with Megan Thee Stallion. Okay, I like it. I think that'll be fun. Um, I know that they, you know, I've seen them tweet at each other before and they've got like a mutual respect, of course, for what each other's doing. And Megan, you know, freaked out like everybody else, like, oh, my God, Missy knows I exist. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go down now. So I would like to see them do something together. Um, I'd like to see her collaborate with her. OK. I just think, you know, I mean, because it, it seems like they're just kind of on two different energy wavelengths. And I think they could meet in the middle and do something that's kind of like mid tempo. That would be really dope. Mm hmm. Hmm. I'm trying to think of like a like a male artist I want to see her work with. I don't know. Those are like the first two people that popped to mind though, like her and and Megan Thee Stallion. So for me, I would love to see Missy do um, a collaboration with Paramore in the same vein as uh, Linkin Park and Jay-Z's Collision Course, where they take songs from both artists. Because, you know, black people love to go up for some Paramore. I love Paramore. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't love Paramore? And, like, do a collaborative album together where it's a mashup of all of their songs together. That would be dope. Mm-hmm. Um, and since you were thinking about male artists, I would love to see her work with, like, Miguel or, like, Lenny Kravitz. I've been on a, a Lenny and Miguel kick these last few weeks because I love both of them Um, and I would love to see her work with them like with Missy Elliott's own brand of freakiness and Miguel's own brand of freakiness together on a song right they would come together and do something they would do something fun it would be great (laughs) it would be great give it to me Miguel that's what I need is a Missy Elliott Miguel collaboration yeah I mean even if I could pull like some if you could pull some some of your pioneering women like the women that she really looked to and stuff like if her and queen latifah came together and did something mm, that would be dope that would be dope you know i mean and for her that's her going to somebody that you know clearly inspired her and kind of paved the way for her and stuff mm-hmm. so it would be nice to see missy not only because usually we see her kind of pairing with people that came after her right you know or either that were her contemporaries and were out at the same time she was so i would like to see her go back and be able to work with those artists that came before her her, she did a song with Janet. What is that song? Son of a Gun. There it is. I could not think of the name of it or whatever. But I was like, songs. her and Janet have worked together. I love that song. One of my favorite songs. But I just could not, I, I could not place, like, I could see the video There's, and everything in my mind. I, my favorite part of that, that video is Missy and Janet are just walking around. And the guy that's like the, the, the guy in the video is like being strung along by his foot <laughs> behind them. I just... Again, just only they can do stuff like that and get away with it. I'm like, this is so bizarre. I'm okay with it. Exactly. But it's very, very weird. It is. Uh, also, speaking of weird videos, since we were talking about favorite videos, we didn't talk about the One Minute Man video and how it's the Get Your Voice oh, on Hotel. <laughs> right. Like, There's all sorts of weird things. Like, why? First of all, why is Trina in one room with a bed that's spinning around in a circle? Because that would make me dizzy. Right. Regardless of what That's, I'm doing on said day. It's so bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> and then like Ludacris is in another room with like two girls in like adult size cribs. I don't kink shame, whatever floats your boat, but Jesus right, Christ. Right, but it's weird. like, whoa, this <laughs> Y'all doing a lot. Y'all they was doing a lot. Like it was a real freaky hotel. <laughs> like, y'all, y'all, y'all got too much going on for me. A lot happening all at the same time. Like it's funny now, like when you're 
when we were younger watching that video, it was just kind of like, oh, this is just kind of cool looking. And then you get right, older but then and you you're look like, back now and you're like, whoa. <laughs> like, they was on some real freaky stuff. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> also, why was I singing these songs? Like, I, you know, I went back, like, it's like when I listened to Suck It To Me, like, really, the first time I really listened to the mm-hmm. lyrics as an adult, I was like, yo, she's talking about, like, popping X and, and, like, her hormones jumping. And I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> Was I singing the song as a kid? Yes, yes I was. Every like, single word. <laughs> Every single word. That could be a whole nother episode of songs we should have been singing as children. <laughs> and it's pretty much a lot of the Missy Elliott songs. Because again, like sometimes she was so like slick with the references mm-hmm. and like the double entendres and stuff like that, that you didn't even realize that it was, that it was in there. Yep. Right. And I mean, she had a way of like, she could work with artists that you really didn't care about otherwise Mm -hmm. and make you care about them. Like for me, and I love girl groups and stuff like that. I never was a big total Mm -hmm. fan. They were fine, but the songs that I like best by them are songs that she wrote for them or that she had some kind of hand in production for them. Mm -hmm. So like tripping, I love tripping. I don't think I know that one off the top of my head. Yeah. So she, she wrote and then I think Tim, I'm sure Timberland sounds like a Timberland produced beat. Or whatever, mm-hmm. but she did that for them. And I'm like, I love that song. Like, that's my favorite total song. And of course, makes sense because it's Missy Elliott. Mm-hmm. She's just, she's the GOAT. Like, she really is. I want her and Sweet to come back together too. Uh, yes. And do that was a together. really great collaboration partnership. Right. Yeah. Thing. I was hoping that they were going to, like, and that's the thing. I think Missy has, you know, formed some of those like friendship like or those like collaborations like with Tweet and with Sierra and stuff but it's never been able to quite match that same just natural magic and stuff that she had with Aaliyah mm-hmm. you know like and I think that's something that she's kind of maybe been searching for in a way yeah wanting to find that type of you know that type of musical soulmate connection with somebody again and I mean I don't even know who she would be able to work with that could even that it would be able to even come close. I think it was just such a special time yeah. and that she came into Aaliyah's life at such a pivotal time, you know? Exactly. So, I mean, it's just, I just, I, I, I think, you know, for me, I love what she's done with so many other artists, but the stuff that she does with that stuff that her and Aaliyah did together is just, is super special, you know? And I think even if, and I think that would be true for me, even if Aaliyah was still alive today, Oh yeah. just because she, because of the way that she switched up her career and just, the place that Aaliyah was in right there. And I mean, they were not only collaborators, but they were true friends, you know? They were like sisters practically because you almost never right, saw yeah. one without the other. I mean, she other. was a friend. Yeah, she was a friend to her and, you know, probably a mentor and a guide to her that had she come into her life earlier, the beginning of her story could have went a lot different, you know? Yeah. So. I don't even want to sit it. there and think about the shoulda, coulda, what is with Aaliyah. I know. Just want oh to kind of dramatically. I gotta roll think my about eyes. that collaboration thing, though. I gotta find some. Gotta find some guys I want to collaborate. That I want to collaborate with Missy. I mean, I know it's some out there. Hmm. I like to see her do something with. You know what? I think she would have a lot of fun collaborating with some of the younger rappers, like the baby or somebody like that. I don't even listen to the baby to be able to make a. Uh, yeah. I think some of the some of the young because I think that I mean I feel like Missy's the type of person she's kind of like how Queen Latifah is she was like you know hip hop has grown it's changed it's become something different 
different doesn't necessarily mean bad. Mm -hmm. Let them, you know, they're young. Let them do it their way. I don't expect them to stick with the way that I did it, you know, X number of years ago. And she seems just real, like, accepting of everybody. So I can see her getting together with, like, one of the newer male artists and bringing something different to them and kind of making them, Mm -hmm. you know, making them step their game up. I mean, because you do a track with Missy Elliott. You you got to come correct. Yeah, you can't be up there, you know, mumbling and, and playing around. Mm, I would she love to see time. her do she another Lizzo uh, collaboration because Tempo is my jam. I love Tempo. I love I Tempo so much. Today. The video was a little disappointing to me, to be perfectly honest, but I still love that song I so much. I have not seen the video. I just don't watch videos like I used to. It's okay. But again, that's because videos don't really bring that. I mean, they outside don't. of, I think the only person that's really still like putting that much into a video now probably is Beyonce. Well, she's just doing it completely different than everybody to begin with. So right. that. Yeah, I mean, she's the only person that really puts that same level of artistry into, you know, videos and stuff. But outside of that, I mean, who else is really doing that? Nobody. Right. So, anything else you want to add to the Missy Elliott conversation? Uh, no, not really. I think we've pretty much covered everything. I'm glad to live in a time to see Missy Elliott exist. And I know that there's nothing but better also coming for her. So, you know. I just want her to keep getting all the recognition, all the flowers that she deserves. Exactly. Um, all the respect that she gets from people. I just want that to continue on. And I mean, again, it's, I mean, what? how awesome is it to have somebody like that be a part of your musical experience and a part of your life, you know, because music becomes a part of your life. And so, I mean, we just feel fortunate. I feel fortunate and, mm-hmm. and just thankful to have somebody like Missy around or whatever. And she, I mean, she's just great. Like anytime that we can big her up or shout her out we're gonna take or it. give her some flowers, we're going to take it and we're going to do it. I mean, we just need to do more of that with people who change the game and people who pave the way and stuff. Cause I feel like sometimes they get, buried under other artists or you know people will talk about uh, a male equivalent you mm-hmm. know who did a lot of the same things and stuff but a lot of times the women get kind of left out of those conversations and so I love that everybody seems to have a mutual respect for the things that Missy has done um, and so I just I hope that she just continues to get just give her all the honorary degrees all the love all the praise everything Missy's awesome so you guys, what are your, and we couldn't name them all, of course, because we'd be talking all day, but what are your favorite Missy Elliott videos and songs and collaborations songs that she wrote and, and produced jazz. and collaborations and all of that jazz? Who do you want to see Missy work with in the future? Let us know on Twitter using the hashtag Nostalgia Mix Pod and let us know. But that is all we have for you today, guys. Woo-woo. I so I got go nothing. Ahead. I was just going to say, don't forget to follow us and like mm-hmm. us and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a rating or two or write a review for us. That would be great because it, you know, bumps us up so other people can, more people can see us. Uh, it's one of the things we're going to focus on uh, with the end of this year and then the next year approaching is just growing our audience. So reviews mm-hmm. and ratings do a lot for that. So please leave us a review. Yes, they do. And interact with us on Twitter. I mean, we would be on Twitter more if we get more interaction. What she said. So, 
if you're not there interacting with us and you're not encouraging people to follow us and interact with us, then we can't be there all the time. Or otherwise, we're just there talking to ourselves. We don't want to talk to ourselves. Yeah, not a, I mean, it's okay to talk really to yourself sometimes, I guess, if you really want to. But nobody wants to just shout out into the Twitter void. Like, Twitter is a social app. Let's be social. You know, so let's talk shouting to each into other. the Twitter void can be fun sometimes. Because I definitely say some stuff because I'm like, I know nobody is paying attention to me. So I can just say right, what I want. Like, on your personal page. But, like, our podcast page, we are not trying to shout into the void, guys. Like, we are trying to talk to you and have a conversation. So please talk to us. We want to hear from you. But that's all we have today, guys. We will talk to you next time. Have a good week. Okay, bye.